good evening. Uh, this is Pastor Nathan, and uh, just coming back to you guys again this Wednesday night for a, uh, a quick Bible devotional, and uh, hoping everybody is doing well, uh, hoping everybody is uh, surviving and is making the best of this situation. So uh, we know that God is good and that God is with us, and uh, we just ask right now that uh, Everyone will um, just come on board. We're going to give another minute here to kind of come on board and uh, make sure everybody, if, you, if you're already uh, with us, uh, go ahead and um, just let us know you're with us by either clicking the like button or uh, making a comment. And uh, again, we appreciate um, you know how many of you are coming on board. Again, thank you very much uh, for joining us and being a part of this live stream. Uh, Bible study. Um, we will try to make these Bible studies available um, via uh, audio um, and podcast. Uh, you can reach the podcast via pastorstrom.com uh, or any of your favorite podcast um, apps such as Spotify, um, Google Podcast, uh, etc. So, uh, anyways, thank you so much for being uh, a part of us, and um, we are going to begin with a word of prayer, um, so if you are here, uh, let's go ahead and let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather together as the people of God, to grow in the grace and knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask right now that you would bless this time together. Inspire us, speak to us, and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining with us. I do want to talk a little bit tonight on the subject of the peace of God. And uh, hopefully you can hear, uh, hear me. Uh, moving forward, we are hoping to uh, improve this uh, live stream um, abilities uh, through uh, some uh, new, newer technology. Um, we're hoping to uh, do some things that might help uh, make the content uh, better. Um, so uh, stay with us, please, and uh, we will get there. Uh, this is a very new thing. Uh, this is not something your pastor uh, readily enjoys. Um, I'd much rather talk to you all face-to-face -face and share the Word of God face-to-face -face than through a camera, uh, even through, a, right now, a phone. Uh, it's just very um, nerve-wracking for me. Um, again, hopefully we can get to a better place and, and we can all utilize this unfortunate way of, of doing ministry and we'll get through this together. The peace of God. Uh, I want to begin with Hebrews chapter 12 and in Hebrews chapter 12 starting with verse number 14 and it says follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man should see the Lord. Looking diligently lest any man fall of the grace of God. 
lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. The author of Hebrews is simply teaching us here that we are to follow peace. We are to live peaceably. We're not to just run out and start arguments with people. Not just run out and start fights. I'm upset, I'm frustrated, so I'm going to start a fight with you. What the author of Hebrews is saying is we need to follow peace and holiness with all men. And look at what he says. He says, without which no man shall see the Lord. When you're constantly out starting fights and constantly out starting arguments and starting bickering and, and starting uh, yelling at your spouse or at your children or, or here or there and, and you're going out and starting arguments with your neighbors and you're fighting with people. The scripture says, you will not see the Lord. Now, that's pretty harsh. Because let's be honest, we all your pastor included, can get frustrated. We all can get angry. We all can start fights with people. Sometimes we may even justify the fight or the argument. Though I know my point is better than your point. I know I'm right and you're wrong. But yet, the scripture says, follow peace with all men. So we need to ask, ask God to help us here. Because again, oftentimes it is difficult to follow peace with all men. And especially now, in this stay-at-home setting, we're finding ourselves at home with the same people, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. We don't get a break, it seems like, from certain people, from those people in the house. We can't really go anywhere to get away from them for a while. And strife and tensions and stress all seem to swell up. And sometimes that swelling can get so big, it can become like a bubble that you just have to bust. And once that bubble busts, everything gets let out. All the angers and frustrations for the past 25 years come out. And this is a very difficult thing to do, to follow peace with all men. To follow peace with your husband. To follow peace with your wife. To follow peace with your children, your grandchildren. It can be a very frustrating and difficult thing. But here's the good news. God can help. In fact, I want to show you some scriptures that shows how God helps us to abide by this very scripture. To follow peace with all men, and how we can obtain that 
We can walk in that. We can and we must. Look with me, if you will, in Psalms 29. Verse 11. And actually, even before we go there, if you've taken notes, look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. It says this, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are called in one body. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. See, right there, Paul is sharing with us how we have more, how there's another level to peace. See, in Hebrews, it says follow peace. That, that peace literally means a, 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 a natural peace. A earthly peace. A peace that you and I can, can make and create. But in, in Colossians chapter 3, it says now, it says, And let the peace of God, that's no longer a peace of man. That's no longer a peace in which you and I can create. Oh, you see, there's lots of organizations out there in the world today that, that, that go out there like Greenpeace and, and lots of organizations that go out there and, and they try to create peace. They try to uh, mend arguments in order to have peace. We hear about our president all the time talking about peace agreements and peace talks. That's a natural peace that man attempts and tries to create, and sometimes is successful at creating one with another among mankind. But now in Colossians 3, we find another level of peace where, where Paul says, Now, don't just let peace become a, a major ruler in your life. Let the peace of God. See, that's a different level of peace. Let the peace of God rule your life. That literally means to direct, control, have authority over. And that's, a, that's another level of peace. Because sometimes we can get into a situation or a circumstance where, let's just be honest, no matter how hard you try, there's just no getting peace in that situation. You can be in a place with your, with, with your husband or your spouse, and you can be trying as hard as possible and often you get to that place. But again, you, you just, there's just no way. You in the natural, you in the flesh, you by yourself can ever obtain peace in that situation. But see, that's where the peace of God comes in. And also the peace of God overshadows. The peace of God rules and, and changes the direction. And all of a sudden, you can now create peace where in yourself there was no obtaining peace. This is a new level. And we need to ask God for that new level. We need to say, God, I'm looking for that divine peace in this situation. I'm looking for that divine peace over this trial, this circumstance. 
I'm looking for divine peace. Peace that is not of man, but peace that is of God. Now look with me in Psalms 29, verse 11. And it says that the Lord will give strength to his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. It says the Lord will bless his people with peace. In fact, if you look at that in, in the actual Hebrew, you can see that it actually... Uh, says it more this way. It says that, that that blessings of his people, the Lord's peace. Blessing his people, the Lord's peace. Now that may sound like bad bad grammar, and so and so we change the, the, the way the words are put in English to say that the Lord will bless his people with peace. But really, if you look at that in Hebrew, it doesn't actually say that. It's saying that the Lord, is, is saying that the blessings will come unto the people of the Lord's peace. Saying that one of the blessings that God gives to his people is God's peace, the Lord's peace. One of the blessings that comes to the people of God is God's peace. Now remember what Colossians 3 said? It says, and let the peace of God rule. Again, that's a different level. That's not natural peace, that's God's peace. And how do you obtain? It's a blessing. We receive God's peace because it's a blessing that comes from the Lord. God's peace, divine peace, is a blessing that comes from the Lord. He gives you that peace right when you need it. He blesses you with that measure of peace at the moment that you're about to, to, to cave in and that bubble is about to burst and you're just about to let it all out and let everybody around you have it. Because there's no more peace. At that exact moment, God blesses you with divine peace. With peace that passes all understanding. Because in the natural realm, you, there's no way you can have that kind of peace. How many people do you know that just push your buttons, just to push your buttons? And they push your buttons, 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 and they push your buttons. And after a while, they know, if they keep pushing your buttons, that eventually, you're going to snap. But yet, how many times... When you pray to God and you ask God that they can push the buttons, push, 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 and all of a sudden you don't give in. You don't cave because all the while they're pushing, they're saying, God, give me divine peace. Let me have your peace. Your peace, which is greater than my peace. Your peace, which is much better than my own peace. I can never have peace with that kind of an individual that just pushes my buttons, that just makes me angry, that just irks me for some odd reason. But, by your blessing, I can. I can have peace with that person. I can make peace in this situation. I can make peace over this trial, over this conflict, over this troubling thing that just keeps on coming up in my life. And God blesses you with peace. But now I want to share with you something really fascinating here, really wonderful. You ready? You ready? There's another level to peace. There's another level 
to God's peace. So you see, the Bible says you're to follow peace. In other words, that's, that's earthly peace, man's peace. Right? You're to have peace. You're to live peaceably with people. You're to walk peaceably with people. You're to, to, to try to endeavor to have peace one with another, not to cause arguments or fights or uh, conflicts. And then, in those moments where you just feel like you can't have peace, then you pray and say, God, give me divine peace. Give me God's peace. And let your peace rule in this situation. Right? But now there's another level. There's an even greater level. Are you ready for this? We find this level in Isaiah chapter 26, verse number 3. And in Isaiah 26, verse number 3, it says, Thou, meaning God, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because he trusts in Thee. You will keep him Talking about God. God, you will keep him. Who's him? That's you and me. That's the, the man, the woman who trusts in God. Whose hope is in God. Who depends on God. Who follows God. Who serves God. <coughs> so it says, you, Lord, you, God, will keep him. Me, you. God, you will keep me, you will keep everyone watching in perfect peace. What's perfect peace? That word perfect peace literally is a, is, a, is a supernatural level of peace. It's not a natural level that you and I can create. It's not a natural level that we can, that we can, that we can write peace agreements on or we can write down and say, well, you promise not to do this and I promise not to do that and then we're going to have peace with each other. It's not a God-given peace that says, well, you know what? I really can't handle this situation. You know what? I'm going to pray to God and, wow, God just blessed me. And now I can get over this because God blessed me with peace. No, this is perfect peace. This is the kind of peace where, where we walk in a measure of peace. Whereby not just do we have peace in our lives and peace with those around us, but we actually begin to create peace and begin to, and we begin to literally move peace into our destiny. We can literally begin to create peace into our future. We're literally, by supernatural power and grace, we can begin to declare peace into our future trials into our future situations. This is the kind of peace where because our mind is stayed on God, our mind is focused on God, our mind, our thoughts, all of our ideas, all of our agendas, all of our concepts, all of our focus is on God. As what the scripture says, He will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed, whose mind is focused, dedicated, committed on, on nothing else but God. He will keep that person in perfect peace. It's not that God just keeps you and says, well, I, you know, you're, you're somebody special. I'm, I'm just going to keep it up. That's a supernatural level of peace. Perfect peace is a supernatural peace that is given to anyone who focuses, whose mind is stayed on God. So much so, 
that you can begin to declare into your into your future. You can begin to declare into your destiny, into your trials that are up and coming, into your situation and circumstances that are not yet even presented. So that by the time you get there, you've already created peace in that situation. You've already called that which was not and made it as if it were. And you've already put peace into that trial. You've already put peace. Before you ever got there, you've already put peace in that place. And you see, you do that by always keeping your mind stayed on God. Not letting your mind wander in the places of doubt. In the places of fear. See, right now, this is this, this could be a very difficult place to get to right now. Because we have so many other voices trying to distract our mind. We have so many other voices trying to say, Oh, oh, coronavirus, you need to be afraid. You need to be scared. Oh, deaths, you need to be afraid. You need to be scared. Oh, you're living at home with your, with your spouse and you're with them 24-7 now. Oh, you, you need to be frustrated and you need to be angry. Oh, you have so many other issues. And all these voices are speaking to you, trying to tell you and trying to speak into your mind and tell your mind and distract your mind and say, no, look to the problem. Look to the situation. Look to the trial. Look at, the, look at how bad everything is. Look at how horrible everything is. And yet, you will never find perfect peace when you listen to those voices. But the scripture says, he will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him. Keep your mind on him. Keep your mind on Christ. Keep your mind on God. Because when you do, even without you even knowing it, you would be walking in a supernatural level of peace. Whereby all of a sudden the trial may come upon you, but because you kept your mind on God, that trial doesn't even begin to bust your peace bubble. It doesn't even get close. Because your mind has been on God, it has been stayed on God, and all you're seeing is God before you, God behind me, God beside me. And when you have God before you, God behind you, God beside you, there is nothing, nothing that can take the peace of God away from you. That's how we walk in perfect peace. A supernatural peace. So right now, I'm going to close. And I'm going to say to us this. We need to begin to declare and we need to begin to walk in the supernatural peace. But you say, Pastor, how, how, how can we do that? How can I do that? Well, very easy. Again, we need to keep our mind fixed on Jesus. Keep our mind fixed on Jesus, but also we need to trust in Him. And that's a very crucial element right there. It says, look at what it says. It says, because He trusts in thee. He trusts in you. So I want to say to us right now, As you are going about your day, 
Do you trust God? Can you trust God for everything? Can you trust God for all the different, for what's going on in your life right now? When you do. When you do. See, that's the one thing that you need in order to walk in perfect peace. Is a trusting in God. That God is going to bring you through. God is going to bring you out. God is going to take care of you. See, that's how you obtain that, that measure of peace. Is by knowing and having that assurance. My God is for me and not against me. Can you say that right now? Say, my God is for me and not against me. You know what? When Jesus was on the cross, it was not until he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That all of a sudden we see Christ in a vulnerable position. But when he said, My God is with me, God is on me, God is God is for me. I want to tell you right now, I'm, 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 I really feel like the Lord is right now saying to everyone watching that I need to let you know God is for you and not against you. God is for you. He is for making your life better. He is for making your life greater. He is for uh, blessing you. And providing for you. Right now, you need to receive that word from God. Thank you, God, for being for me. Thank you, God, for, for blessing me. Even when it doesn't look like I have enough, I am still blessed. Even when it looks like I may not even uh, have anything at all, I'm blessed. Because I got God. And there is no one greater than God. There is no thing greater than God. And when we trust in Him, we can have full confidence and firm assurance that everything is going to turn out for my good. Is it not what Romans chapter 8 says? For I will cause all things to turn out for your good to them who love me and are called according to my purpose. See, when you trust in God, you can have that assurance that all things are going to turn out for your good. So right now, I want to pray to close. And here's what I want to pray. As I pray, I want you to pray these words with me. Because we're going to make some declarations. Some faith declarations. Maybe those of you watching don't know what a faith declaration is. So let me teach it to you. A faith declaration is simply that. It's a declaration that you make in faith. Faith is the act of believing without seeing. So you're, you're, you're making a statement of faith 
declaring something that may possibly not be yours right at the moment, but you're going to believe that it is yours. That's making a faith declaration. So we're going to pray, and as we pray, we're going to make some faith declarations. And I want you to make these with me as I pray. Father, I thank you that we can walk in supernatural peace today. Father God, I claim right now, I am not affected by the lies and the plans and the deceit of the enemy. I declare my mind is fixed on you. I meditate upon your truth and your word for my life. I choose to think on good things. I say today, I am surrounded by your peace. My emotions are at peace. And I confess your supernatural peace over every area of my life, today, tomorrow, and even from this moment onward, in Jesus' name, amen. If you made these faith declarations, these faith confessions with me, I want to tell you right now, supernatural peace is yours. He will keep you in perfect peace. Just keep your mind on Christ. Christ before you, Christ behind you, Christ beside you. God bless you. I love you. God loves you. I look forward to joining with you again on Sunday via live stream as we again do this technology format. Until we can meet again in the house of God, 